The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Welcome to NDE Radio, brought to you by IANS, the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. Today we continue our conversation with Gear Gia, the author of I Is God. For those who didn't listen to last week's show, I'd suggest they go to our Past Shows button and listen to the story of Gear's near-death experience and the philosophical pursuit he's been on ever since. Gear has spent most of his adult life examining the meaning of things. He studied the Icelandic sagas for the deeper meaning behind these remarkable historical records. He closely studied uh, the first Icelandic translation of the Bible, published in 1584. Then he began to painstakingly reinterpret the metaphors he saw in that 16th century Bible to reveal its hidden understanding, that the spirit of the word I is everything. You have to understand that all the stories of gods and goddesses are related. They have different names only because of different culture, Gear has said. The metaphors that have been used to explain the universe for millennia all center around the understanding that nothing exists without consciousness, that nothing exists without the spirit of the word I. But we don't invent anything. We discover what has been here all the time. Gear, welcome back to NDE Radio. Thank you. So let's pick up where we left off. We were talking uh, about Eden and what it was a metaphor for. And you had mentioned earlier in last week's show that you related it to oblivion. How does that work? Oblivion is the state of your of awareness, but not a state of consciousness. And if you look at the child, it doesn't recognize its own image and it doesn't recognize its own voice. That's what I'm referring to as oblivion. And in oblivion, there is no responsibility. There is no time or space. So if you look at it that way, wouldn't it describe paradise the best? And we refer to Garden of Eden as paradise. Hmm, yes. Uh, paradise means no responsibility. <laughs> I'd like to think, sometimes I certainly would uh, love to think that was the case. Yeah, I mean, if you have no obligations, no responsibility, there is nothing you have to, you know, nothing that is, <laughs> let's say, bugging you. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you be considering that as the ultimate freedom or or paradise life? Now, when people have had near-death experiences, they often come back and say they'd never experienced um, the intense love that they felt when they were going into the light. Do you see love as an aspect of uh, Eden and and uh, of actually of all of the metaphors in um, the Bible? What they say uh, frequently, people who've had a near-death experience, they travel into the light. They feel that God's love is the most powerful emotional experience that they have ever felt, that they are overwhelmed by this un- unqualified acceptance of, their, of, of them. It's like coming home. Does that work into your philosophy at all? Well... I didn't see any light or I didn't experience any like, like light. What mm-hmm. I consider or what I consider that I was experienced, I was experienced myself. 
understanding that ourself is the right word. Ourself uh, cannot die, or what we, what we call die, mm. and it's it's constant. And there was there was in in my mind there is no death. There is only life. Do you see a, um, the possibility of letting go of our ego and become and merging with uh, with um, let's say with the with one another, for lack of a better term? If we're not going to merge with the light of love, would do we would we become a one with the tree? Let's put it that way. Ourself is constant. When we go to sleep for the last time. We are sleeping by ourselves because life cannot enter death. Life can only reside at life. We came from life. We didn't come from death. So there is no destination called death. So we stay. And uh, we should not be worried when we go to sleep for the last time. When, because when we wake up, the spirit of the word I will be waiting for us. Okay. And uh, then people might ask, so how do I know it's me? And the answer is, it's absolutely impossible. It is not you. So we retain our own um, individuality um, from lifetime to lifetime, let's say. We can... We can use uh, we can use uh, a sentence from uh, a song with uh, Eagles, the Hotel California. You can check out any time, but you can never leave. <laughs> yes, um, which sounded ominous in the song, but sounds quite hopeful in the uh, in in your reality. Um, okay, the, let's. The, the thing is that the spirit of the word I, he reincarnates ourself in each and every one of us. And he brings the enlightenment of life to all human beings. It's, so not that we, it's not that we are creating something. It is ourself. We are coming to the senses of ourself that is already waiting for us. And so if, our, if ourself cannot die, how can we? Like Jesus says, I live, therefore you will live. Because the word I has no meaning without you. So are we manifestations of the same I? Yep. You, yeah, like, you and I are both manifestations of I. Yeah. And then, we, then if you look at it, if you look at the Ten Commandments, is the Ten Commandments, they recite with ourself, in life itself. We access these 10 rules. These 10 rules are the same for all. And if you consider it, it's just common sense. We don't kill each other. We don't steal. It has nothing to do with uh, some holy, um, uh, something holy that came from some entity or or anything like that. It's just common sense. It's the same with uh, the wolf. They have similar rules. They don't kill each other, except in extreme conditions. 
And we mm-hmm. do that too. And we even eat each other in extreme conditions. Yes. But they have rules. Just like us. The thing is, we tend to forget that we are animals. And we are the, the worst predator of all predators on earth. And for, for you to consider it, uh, the Sphinx has a man face. Mm. Is it because they recognized or, or they were recognizing man as the king of animal, not the lion? Mm. There is a theory that uh, some king had the lion's face, which was perhaps originally on the Sphinx, recut so that his face could be on it. But I don't know that that's a fact. Yeah, but, but at, the same, at the same time, he was also stating that there is one God. And if you, if you look at these sentences, one God versus many gods, we can say many words. Can many words describe one entity? No, he, he's saying there is one word that describes God and has the power of God and the power of creation to create. Mm. And that's the word I. That's how he identified himself to Moses. Now, you see, you see, the word I, it triggers your consciousness. Like, like, like one, one of the sentences in the Bible, I am the Lord. I expanded the heavens and I laid the foundation, foundation of earth. Mm. If, if I would, if in my, my uh, understanding, this is, you know, I, I'm the creator. I expanded your mind and I laid the foundation of your consciousness. That is exactly what the word I does. How, how did the Icelandic Bible interpret the word, um, you know, the El- Elohim, the plural gods? Uh, they mention in, Gen- in the creation story that God, that, and it's sometimes interpreted as, um, um, many gods, and sometimes it's interpreted as uh, just a way of glorifying the one God. I was wondering if if you had a difference in the language in the Icelandic Bible. In the Icelandic Bible, for example, in the, in, in in John, when it when it's when the English uh, Bible or the modern Bibles are talking about, in the beginning there was a word. There was there was the word. Yes. And the word was with God and the word was God. In the old Bible, it says in the beginning, there was a word, one word. Mm. And that word was with God and that word was God. So, so there, just there, they, it is this, this thing where there is no, you know, words or, or whatever word. It is a specific word. And there is only one word that can create everything in a split of a second. Mm. And is that word I or is it something else? Of course, it's the word I. <laughs> Why did I think that? And if you if you think about it, you and I, we have always been here. Through all history of man, from the time he came to his consciousness, the consciousness of him, of his self, or our self. You and I have always been here. 
because one cannot exist without each other. I wanted to ask you, um, you mentioned, um, I guess in the uh, last week's show, the in the conflict of Cain and Abel, the Icelandic Bible doesn't say that Cain killed Abel, but that he just, he was dismayed by, uh, tell me, tell me what you meant by that. What I meant by that is, Eve is our conscience, and Eve, or let's say our conscience, get pregnant, so she get burdened by Cain, and Cain is our responsibility. And then she becomes burdened by Abel, our moral sense. Because if you look at the child and you ask the child, did you break this glass? It doesn't know what to answer, but it senses. It has the moral sense for that something happened. So at when time passes, Cain, he dismays. He grows upon and dismays Abel. So what he, what happens is that our sense of responsibility dismays our moral sense in the way that it is replaced by our common sense, set. And from set, everything is built. Mm. Um, or, or we can say... From set, from our common sense, all the structure of our mind is built. So he's like a foundation. Okay. While we have the time, let's let's review a couple of the other stories in in Genesis for the for the moral metaphor involved. How do you interpret Noah and the Ark? The Ark. What does he say? Uh, the ark itself is our mindset. It is put together in a certain way. It is 300 in, in Icelandic is alin. It's a, it's a different measurement from, uh, from the uh, English version. Mm-hmm. And hundred, hundred in, uh, in ancient times was a subjective space. It was, uh, it was not, um, distinguished space, it was subjective. It was only subjective. So 300 in length were three subjective fields of time because length is always time. Mm. And this time, because there are three, they must be divided. So it's past, present and future. That's, that's the length of your, or time of your, uh, of your mindset. And, and the floodwaters and uh, two of every species, how does that fit into that? Well, we have to carry with us subjective and objective images of everything. And that's what we put in the mindset. It's constantly, we have to have it in our mindset. And the, you see, the rain, it starts to pour down the rain. And it's the word I that triggers the rain because he says, I will start the rain. So I am starting the stream of consciousness. Mm. 
it's called vid. In Icelandic, it's a it's one word that describes all this uh, what what is happening. But stream of consciousness is the rain. What happens is that the water, as your life emotion, it starts to grow. So it's getting more and more. You're getting more and more life emotion because there is more and more stream of consciousness. Until everything is under the water. So it's inside your life emotion. It has merged with your life emotion. And the Tower of Babel or Babel. Babel. What, how, do you, how do you interpret that? A tower is, it, it represents individuality. And if you are in the tower, you have a unique perspective. So what it is, what they were planning to do was to create, or they were about to create your individual perspective on things. But the presence of the Lord, because he stepped in, so the reality of yourself, he steps in, he becomes involved, so, so, so they get confused. So they have to stop or postpone his individual perspective. It's like when you look at look at the, the children, they say, I want this or I want that or whatever. But if you ask them, what is your opinion on this? Then they can't, they, they don't know. They are not going to answer you until later. And this is exactly what this means about when they're talking about the Tower of Babel, why they postpone this. Because the, the, when the reality steps in, the overwhelming reality of yourself, in that realization, you get confused. So you, you postpone. You're, you're not going to have an opinion yet. So your perspective is postponed. Later, we call it maturity. Because if you, if you look back, if you think back when you were young, how far can you think? When is your first memory? It's, it's like before your first memory when you, were, when, when you were young, what was then? Can we say nothing? Because well, you had no idea. And, and then again, when you sleep a, a dreamless night, is there nothing? Is that nothing? And if, but if we take this nothing or forgetness that is before your first memory, and in your, in your dreamless sleep. If this forgetness or nothing is what we call death, then death is full of life. Well, it's, yes, it's something we apparently have to go through. Like, uh, the butterfly has to go through the cocoon stage before it can emerge. Yeah. But then we do it again if, if you believe in reincarnation and again and again. What 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 is the purpose of that? What do you think that's the reason for reincarnation? They they were they uh, in the um, one of the stories of Jesus they ask him, can you not just decide you know where we uh, wake up again? And he says, no, I cannot decide anything about that. Only the Father can decide that. So when I was young, I was in my grandmother's farm 
and I was watching the sheep and the lambs passing by. Every spring they came the same way to the farm. And they always, they always seem to be the same sheep and the same lamb. Mm. But now I understand that we are constantly, our children are constantly born. So we can say that the Garden of Eden is a constant state. It's, it's like a realm. It's constant, just like life itself. And it's a good thing if it's like paradise. Absolutely. Do, are we are we being born again to relive our time in in Eden? We never. We cannot go further than Eden. We fall asleep in Eden. We 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 cannot go further. Meaning that like. If we talk about three realms, mm. the middle is life itself. Around that is oblivion. What is around oblivion? Nothing. It cannot be. Life is full of everything. There is no space for nothing. And nothing cannot hold or keep hold of anything. That's why they describe, they describe it as the, the lights, the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness cannot overcome it. And light is life. Hmm. For, for we were talking about you were talking about that you know the children and and the, that we are animals in the beginning and all that. You see, there is a description. It says, "I saw Satan fall from heaven to earth in a lightning." Yes. This is how I see it. I, the spirit of the world, I saw too that the spirit of the animal loses his influence of your mind, adjusts to your awareness by the enlightenment of the world, I. So, so the world I sees too that the, your animal spirit loses his influence in your mind. He falls off heaven. And it's because of the enlightenment of the word I. You know what I mean? The, the spirit of the word I pushes the spirit of the animal out, takes mm. over. And yet, isn't that spirit of the animal equivalent to the innocence of Eden? In a way, I have a little dog and I study him and he does exactly what he's supposed to do. I mean, whatever he does, he's innocent because yeah, he's, yeah. he doesn't know better or he doesn't know anything else but his little uh, puppy life. And that is exactly the same with the children. They, they are just doing what they are doing, observing everything, trying everything out, but they have no idea what the world is or what life is or reality or themselves. Is absolutely the same thing. But the difference when you realize what the word I means, then you know. And the second you realize what the word I means, you step into your moment. You step into responsibility, obligations, and time and space. Before, none of it existed. It, you know, there are some New Age people who think of us 
here as all being children acting pretty much out of ignorance all the time that God is above loving us anyway and that we'll all be uh, carried up into the light at the end. That's just one take on all of this, but um, there are certain people we know who accepted full responsibility. Jesus is certainly a prime example. And uh, we we probably should aspire to get out of our uh, out of out of our little Eden here and 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 take responsibility before we wipe out the entire earth with the kind of pollution and damage that we're doing to it. Yeah, one thing, one of the commandments is you should honor your father and your mother, right? Yes. So Eve is introduced as the mother of everything living. And she's our conscience. And Jesus says, don't call any man on earth your father, because there's only one father. Yourself or ourself. Mm. So which mother and which father are we supposed to honor? We are supposed to honor ourselves. Not myself, ourself, our, our common self. That is the I. Which is, which is uh, represented by the word I. And our conscience. If you honor your conscience, are you going to steal someone? Steal something? Or kill someone? Or Because this conscience is also common for all. Gear, we are once again out of time. I, I want to thank you so much. Um, I is God. The journey begins. It's 95 pages. You can get it at Amazon. It's also on Kindle for uh, only 99 cents, isn't it? Which is yeah, we're just great. <laughs> yeah, while you're introducing it. Yeah. I guess the, the paperback is 9.95, which isn't bad at all. Gear, thanks for sharing your story with us again today. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. It was uh, very nice talking to you. Yes. If listeners would like to hear this show again or, or any of our past shows, just go to the, our website at nderadio.org and hit the Past Shows button. And for information about IANS, just go to their website at iands.org and be with us again next week for more NDE Radio. This is Lee Whitting saying thanks for listening. <laughs>